you're aimlessly walking the streets of Bali and oops, you stepped on something. You stepped in an offering. It kind of looks beautiful, but you're kind of wondering why a burning incense stick, coffee, rice, cigarettes and flowers are doing on the side of the street. You then notice that there is also a similar kind of offering right across you on the other side of the street and in front of another store. And then you realize that you keep seeing these flower offerings everywhere. Sometimes you'll see them on the street, sometimes you'll see them being carried around, sometimes you'll see them on top of cashiers, on desks, on altars, everywhere. What are these flower offerings and, and what do they actually mean? Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna asked for the most basic of offerings. He simply asked for some flowers, fruit, leaves, some water, and he'll gladly accept it on the condition that it's served with pure love and devotion to God. So, this is what this offering is about. It's the most simple and most beautiful offering that a human being can actually make. It is called Chanangsari, which literally means beautiful purpose. And it has this purpose of being a very simple yet extremely grateful offering. And it's beautiful because it's beautifully made. It has many different colors, and these colors actually have a meaning too. These colors connote a directional god. If you hear my other episode on the nine gods, you'll hear that each god has a presiding color. So these colors you see on the flower offerings actually correlate with a particular direction. Um, but they also, besides offering a floral compass, they also are multi-purpose. You see, the Balinese, as you might have figured by now, they don't only worship the gods. Um, they don't only worship one supreme god, they don't only worship many Hindu gods or tribal gods or animistic gods, but they also worship the ancestors. And they also worship the Bhutas or the um, or the lower beings, the, the ghosts, the demons and the goblins. They respect all the entities that they live with and they aim to live in harmony with all of them. And this offering of Chanangsari is a symbol of that offering, a symbol of that gratitude and of coexistence. Every time there is a place that doesn't seem to be of human realms, they would place this offering there to connote that this is a place of another entity or to connote that this place is where we have to offer our respects and be careful. And you'll see this offering everywhere. You'll sometimes see it on top of holy water. You'll see it on altars. You'll see it nearby trees. You'll see it at crossroads. You'll see it on the ground. And you'll also see it being placed near objects, near sacred objects like money, books, or even a sacred plant or a sacred um, corner of the house. This is simply to mark the energy spots that one has in the house. A typical Balinese home can actually have over 25 of these energy spots. And that could mean that they would actually make over 20 of these Chanangsari offerings in a day.
That's right. They make this every day and they do this offering every day to all the energy spots in one's house. If one has a simple house in the city, they might not have too many altars, so they might need less. But if you're in the village, there's a lot of altars and a lot of sacred places in your home to make worship to. So you might even end up having a household of 50 or 60 chanangsaris a day. That's a lot of flowers, but they're pretty, they're nice, and they're quite sustainable, so why not? Sorry, offering, it's alright if you step on it, because once the essence has been offered, it is actually meant for other entities to enjoy. For example, you'll see some dogs or you'll see some chicken also feed off these offerings. The Chanangsari also attracts a lot of ants, and that's completely alright. As householders and as owners of land, and as a person who's following one's dharma, one is supposed to be gracious to other living entities and also feed them. This includes feeding the many animals and insects that come along to your house. So having this Chanangsari offering actually helps to fulfill this purpose of feeding all the kinds of insects and animals that you live with. Let's talk more about how they actually make this offering. Well, first of all, it's important to note the importance of incense sticks. The incense stick is a symbol of the god Agni, the fire god, and the fire god is the messenger of gods. He delivers the essence of sacrifice, or the items that are being sacrificed, and carries it away with the smoke up to the heavenly realms. So this is why the incense stick plays a very important role. Remember what I mentioned about water and how Krishna accepts offerings of water? Well, sacred water plays a very, 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 very crucial role in Hindu Balinese culture. So the sacred holy water is sprinkled on top of the offering with the incense present. And then they do this waving sort of a gesture where they wave, almost almost waving the smoke of the incense upwards. This is how the Balinese do the offering. They call it mangayap ayap, which literally means to give smoke or to offer or to gesture upwards. And this is the time when the Balinese are praying and giving the essence or the sasari of the offering. Let's talk more about this. What we see is a simple basket of leaves with flowers in them with an incense stick burning next to it or on top of it and a woman or a man sprinkling water with flour on top of it and waving the smoke upwards but what's actually happening is they are offering the essence of the sacrifice the bhakti or the devotion as well as the um, the thoughts and the beauty and the scent and the sight and the smell or the taste of the offering upwards towards the other realms, whoever they might be offering to. If they are offering it on top of a high altar, then most probably they are offering it to God. If they are offering it next to a sacred object, they are offering it to that. If they are offering it on the ground, it means they are neutralizing the negative forces at play. There are, as I told you, this is a multi-purpose um, offering and there can be many, many uses of it. Uh, 
If you see it on the ground, especially with coffee or with in or with um, cigarettes, that means it's for the lower entities, right? So offering coffee to them and offering cigarettes to them. You might also see this flower offering right next to a little um, banana leaf with some cooked rice or some peanuts on it or some shredded coconut that has been fried. Well, this is called Bantan Saiban, which means that this is the first grains they cook in that day. They offer some of this firstly cooked rice to all of the different entities that they live with as an offering. So before they partake in their own meal of, of rice and other foods, they would offer it first to the gods and to the other entities as a sign of respect, gratitude, and more importantly, in yatnya or sacrifice. Therefore, what we're eating, especially the grains, has been offered to God and therefore it has been neutralized of its karma and neutralized of its impurities. It is not only a sign of gratitude and respect, but it's also a secret Hindu trick of neutralizing the karma of everything we do. Once it's offered to God, then it's, it's freed of bad or good deeds. It's freed of karma. And this is called karma yoga, or living in a neutral lifehood where one aims to only connect with the supreme.